Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host Brian, and this is Our Weird World. Hey, so I hope you all enjoyed that last episode about the UFOs. That was a fun one to record. Had some uh, interesting experiences that I got to share there with you. Um, Hopefully some of you out there have had similar interesting experiences. If you have, please still continue to share them with me. I'd love to hear it. Um, I actually recently watched a movie that was, I guess, somewhat related. It was a sort of alien invasion, um, invasion of the body snatchers kind of retelling. It's a new one on Hulu that actually just released uh, on September 22nd. It is called No One, what was it called? No No One Will Save You. Yeah, No One Will Save You. I have to say, I really enjoyed it. Not trying to give any movie movie critiques or anything, but it, it's, it was really good. I really liked it. It was very well done. And to give a small spoiler, it won't spoil the story, but the uh there's no dialogue there's zero dialogue in the movie there's nothing now there is alien dialogue between some aliens in the movie but i don't speak their alien language so i have no idea what they're saying but you get the idea through what's going on and the way the music is playing and everything but very interesting that there's zero dialogue from start to finish it's like roughly hour and a half and it's just this alien invasion invasion of the body snatchers kind of movie but really fun has a lot of the typical um, horror movie, jump scare tropes, a lot of the, the typical stuff, kind of, you, you see it coming kind of stuff, but it's not a good, good, uh, definitely startled me a good few times for sure, but really good, really, really entertaining. So if you have Hulu and you're looking to, to watch a, a fairly scary, fun, entertaining movie, especially this time of year as we go into fall, getting closer to Halloween, it's one I definitely recommend. If you don't like Alien Invasion, uh, abduction kind of stories then maybe pass on it but otherwise it's it's a really good movie i really enjoyed it so maybe you you could enjoy it too so check it out yeah i, I recommend it but uh so so what am i what am i what are we talking about today in this episode um well based on the headline um talking we might get a little bit sciencey talking about some of this stuff um but i mentioned it about a year was it a year ago it's been a while now yeah it was it was september of last year um the uh, Alan Eugene Miller was supposed to be executed in the state of Alabama, and they wanted to use this new untested method of nitrogen hypoxia. And they didn't go through with it. They later went to execute him via lethal injection, and that didn't go as planned either. And I talked about it in that episode. If you want to check it out, I'll, I'll link it here too, the, the failed execution of Alan uh, Eugene Miller. But so anyways, it, it's kind of come back up in, in the news, this whole uh, nitrogen hypoxia deal. There are currently three states here in the United States that will allow it. However, it's not been performed yet. It, it, there is no state that has actually executed uh, somebody on death row, an inmate, using this method yet. It, it's still untested at this point. Here we are a year later when they were supposed to have their first inmate be executed using this method. And a year later, we still haven't, it still hasn't been done, still has not been performed. But the state of Alabama, once again, is making headlines because they want to execute another inmate on death row using this method of nitrogen hypoxia. So I'm going to talk about that briefly first, and then we'll get into a little bit about what nitrogen hypoxia is, how it works. We'll get a little sciency, and then we'll come back to what's going on in Alabama. So the reason I wanted to talk about this was 
I saw this headline. I was, uh, like I've said before on my podcast, I like to get online and, ch- and check various news sources, see what's going on in the world, anything that kind of pertains and relates to, to this podcast, uh, whether it's paranormal, weird histories, murder, stuff, stuff like this, talking about inmates, whatever, all, all the stuff that would relate to our weird world, right? And I was just scrolling through, looking at different news sources, looking at different articles. Well, what, what should I talk about? What should I do my next episode? I'm still going to do some of the um, serial killer episodes. Those are definitely coming up. So don't worry. I have more of that in the works as well. Um, have some stuff coming up here soon for October. Because as you know from my last October, my last Halloween episode, I love Halloween. So of course I got to do something for that. Plus we have, I did the Friday the 13th one earlier this year. We have another Friday the 13th coming up here in October. So of course I got to do some stuff in that time frame. So I do have stuff like that coming. So yeah, anyways, I was looking through these different headlines, reading different articles, thinking, uh, what, what, what should I talk about? What, what, what am I finding that might be interesting? So I read this headline says, uh, this is the headline quote, Alabama inmate opposes being quote, test subject for new nitrogen execution method. And so it reminded me of that story that I, I did the episode I did last year of Alan, Alan Eugene Miller. Cause I remember mentioning that, uh, researching that about him supposedly being supposed to be executed that method in the last minute they said no we're gonna do lethal injection instead and then the failed execution and all that so it reminded me of that i thought oh well what's this what's going on let me read this article so i read the article looked into it again state of alabama they are one of three states in the u.s that are allowed to do this new execution method but again nobody has actually done it yet so i thought okay well this is interesting it's the same state as before and it's another death row inmate that they want to do this and just like Alan Eugene Miller, this inmate is basically saying, no, I don't want to have this done because it's never been done before. Okay. And, and one of the, the quotes that he says, uh, that it's a, he said him and his lawyers said that it's an experimental execution method that hasn't been tested. I can understand that. And, and they proclaimed it as being like human experimentation basically. So we, we have this inmate that is supposed to be executed. The state wants to execute him through this new method. But his, him, him and his lawyer are saying, no, you can't do this. It's not humane because it's human experimentation. I guess to a certain level, it definitely is I'm, because it is a method of execution that has never been done on a human. Now, when we talk about the scientific side of stuff here in a little bit, it, 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 there's, a lot of, there's been a lot of research into it and, and how it is, should work, how it's supposed to work based on the, the science of how nitrogen works and how our bodies work with, with breathing and whatnot. So based on all that, it, it should work. But again, it has not been performed on an inmate. So they're claiming it's human experimentation, that it's unethical, and that they can't do it, even though technically their state laws say they can. But again, they haven't done it yet on anybody. So that's what they keep claiming. They're, they're saying that it's unethical. You can't do this. Yes, I'm supposed to be killed. I'm, supposed to, I'm on death row, but there's other methods. Kill me. There's a, other, other ways. Basically, the same thing is what happened last year with Alan Eugene Miller kind of the same thing over again and funny enough in the same state and the same Supreme court is getting involved again too, but that's a little bit about what's going on. So what exactly is nitrogen? What is nitrogen hypoxia? How does it work and, and how does it work in our bodies? So let's talk about that a little bit. So we get an understanding of what's going on. Uh, like I said, I'm going to get pretty sciencey here. I'll try not to get too crazy. This stuff I really like. I enjoy this sort of stuff like on the science side, learning this kind of thing. 
like I was never good at chemistry. Like when I took it in high school, I passed, but I never liked it then. But now that I'm 40 and, and like older and, and I love science and th this sort of stuff, like chemistry, it, it, it's really astonishing. I really like this. Stuff. So I might nerd out a little bit, but I'll try to keep it pretty mellow. But so yeah, anyway, so what is nitrogen? You've probably heard the term nitrogen. Some of you may know more about it. Some may know less. I'm, I have a pretty vague understanding of it. I've worked in places that use liquid nitrogen and have it around. I've worked at places that have uh, nitrogen gas form. It's very dangerous stuff from the training that I went through. I've never had to deal with it directly or had any um, like safety issues or incidences occur directly because of it. But I have been a part of uh, like safety response teams at companies I've worked at. So, and having nitrogen in our buildings, you know, we're trained on what to look out for and and how to deal with it and, and how to respond so things like that but so if you're not familiar nitrogen it's a chemical element you know you have the periodic tables it's one of our natural elements its symbol is n the letter n like november its atomic number is seven i, I don't i'm not going to go into all that like the symbols and the atomic number I, I i was kind of diving into it when i was doing this research again for me it's fun i like it but i'm, I'm not going to go into that if you want to do it go check out the periodic table learn more about the atomic numbers and the symbols and all that and where that comes from great have at it have a blast i'm not going to dive into it but that's what it is that's n atomic number is seven so you'll often see it just an n or you'll see it like a a, a seven that's um like subscripted lower it'll be like seven n that's a common way you'll see it too so if you see that symbol n or the subscripted seven before the n so nitrogen, it's a non-metal and the lightest member of the group 15 of the periodic table. Again, if you want to look into that more, go for it. I'm not going to get into it too much. It is one of the common elements in the universe found all over. It's estimated to be uh, seventh in total abundance in the Milky Way and in our solar system. So a very common element. Um, standard temperature and pressure, uh, colorless and odorless, diatomic gas. Again, I dived into all this stuff like researching. I'm not going to go into what a diatomic gas is. If you want to look it up, have at it. But it, it you go down all these rabbit holes of all this stuff. It, it to me, like I said, it's fascinating. I, I enjoy it, but I don't want to get too much into it. I'm just trying to do give you a rough idea of what the heck nitrogen is, and then we'll get back to the the whole hypoxia and how all that works, how it all relates. So nitrogen makes up roughly 78% of our Earth's atmosphere. Now that sounds like a lot. Now, like you'd think, well, it's 78% of our atmosphere. Why aren't we all just dropping dead why why are we existing why are we living well, i'm going to talk about that too here in a minute of how our bodies work and how we breathe and our bodies filter now this makes it the most abundant uncombined element in the air here on earth pretty interesting right so the, the remaining percent is a mixture of oxygen and other gases our atmosphere is like i said is 78 percent nitrogen roughly 21 percent oxygen and about one percent argon carbon dioxide, and other gases. So that's what our atmosphere is made up of. And again, I'll get into how it works for us. So uh, nitrogen occurs in all organisms, primarily in amino acids and thus proteins uh, in the nucleate, nucleate, nu nucleic acids, uh, DNA and RNA, and in the energy transfer molecule adenosine trifo... Oh my God, triphosphate. <laughs> Um, the human body contains about 3% nitrogen by mass. It is the fourth, fourth most abundant element in the human body after oxygen, carbon, and hydrogen. 
So it's 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 around in in our natural environment. Uh, the nitrogen cycle describes the movement of the element from the air into the biosphere and organic compounds, then back into the atmosphere. Um, so nitrogen it is a constituent of every major pharmacological drug class, including antibiotics. So it, it's it's all over. But it's everywhere. You find it all over the place. It's a very common element that is all around us all the time, basically. I don't, again, I don't want to get into this too much about it. There's so much. If you really want to get into this, you can get into the atomic properties of it, the history of it, the isotopes. It it gets pretty deep. You can get into the, the, the chemistry of it, the compound. I was going to go into a little bit more, but I'm going to kind of just leave it at that. I just want to give you, there's what it is. It's here. It's everywhere. It exists. So how does it work with us as humans? How, why would it be able to be used as an execution method. So how do our bodies work? Our, our lungs are like a filter for breathing in the air so we can breathe, right? Well, you're not breathing in just air. You're breathing in a lot of other stuff, other toxins and things like that it needs to be filtered out. So to give you an idea, a typical human breathes roughly 12 to 20 times per minute. And this is a rate that is, is influenced primarily by the carbon dioxide concentration wherever you're you're at um so you can imagine if you're somewhere in like the mountains where you're nowhere near like a city vehicles the carbon dioxide concentration that just that local area is going to be a lot less than if you're in a city right so your breathing is going to be you're you're not going to have to breathe as often because you're not going to be filtering as much bad stuff such as carbon dioxide because of this this affects the ph in your blood as well you're, you're breathing less Breathing more, breathing less carbon dioxide versus breathing more carbon dioxide, the pH in your blood is going to fluctuate and change because of that. Now, as you breathe with each breath, you get roughly a volume of about 0.6 liters in exchange from an active lung volume of about 3 liters. Now, again, I talked about the normal composition of Earth's atmosphere is roughly 78% nitrogen, 21% 21% oxygen, 1% argon, carbon dioxide, and various other gases. Now, after just two or three breaths, now this is just kind of on overall, again, typical human. After two or three breaths of nitrogen, the oxygen concentration in your lungs would be low enough for some oxygen already in the bloodstream to exchange back to the lungs and be eliminated by exhaling you're going to be losing that oxygen from your bloodstream through the exhalation. The way that it works, so that that, that last sentence just gives you an idea of how, how when you're breathing in oxygen, ox, nitrogen, excuse me, how it basically expels the oxygen out. So basically nitrogen, like for example, like if you're in a room just filled with pure nitrogen gas, basically it, it kind of displaces the oxygen and you don't have that oxygen. So you can breathe in nitrogen because again, our atmosphere, 78% nitrogen approximately, you're breathing it in, but because you have so much oxygen, that 21%, roughly, the way our bodies filter it, that's okay. You can, you, we are able to deal with that percentage of nitrogen, and it doesn't have an adverse effect. We're able to breathe normal. But when you replace that 21% oxygen, and now you make it all nitrogen, you're dis, you're displacing all that oxygen. You have no oxygen to help you, and you're breathing in just just nitrogen. And like I mentioned, after two or three breaths of nitrogen, the oxygen concentration becomes so low. It pushes the oxygen out of your bloodstream through exhaling. And now you're just, you're getting nitrogen, too much nitrogen. And that's, that's what basically causes you to, you 
you start to lose consciousness basically. So you, you become unconscious because of this as you, as you breathe it in. And that's what causes asphyxiation or asphyxia. Like they're talking about here, this execution method. If you're in an environment like that and you're breathing in just nitrogen with, with no oxygen in it, the asphyxiation can occur within about one minute, roughly. Now this is all based on just scientific study. So this is what I was talking about earlier, where it's there's all this studying about it, how it affects the human body, that states like Alabama are saying, yes, we can use it as a method of execution because it will basically put you to sleep, essentially. It's kind of the idea. You'll basically fall asleep forever, is basically what happens. You'll have loss of consciousness, which results from critical hypoxia, is what they call it. This is when the arterial oxygen saturation is less than 60%. At an oxygen concentration in the air of 4 to 6%, there is loss of consciousness in about 40 seconds, and death will follow in a, roughly a few minutes. So that, that, that was a quote from, uh, let me see, where was it at? Oh, where was the study on that one? I have, I have all these different quotes and stuff that I'm like looking at and, and different research. This came from uh, forensic pathology on asphyxia from Charlie D. Miller at charliedmiller.com. Okay, just trying to find my, my source there. That was a quote, that last one about oxygen concentration. So yeah, basically your oxygen in your body gets displaced from all this nitrogen flooding into your system, causes you to go unconscious, you go into critical hypoxia, your arterial oxygen saturation is too low, you pass out, you later die because you're not getting the oxygen in your body because your body needs oxygen to function. So you lose that oxygen in your body, now you're, you have too much nitrogen, and you go unconscious and you die. That's basically what happens. And that's the thought process with this uh, nitrogen hypoxia execution method is that their idea is that it's a humane way to put somebody down. Like, oh, we're just putting you to sleep. You're gradually falling asleep as you breathe this stuff in. You're dead within a few minutes. No big deal. You go unconscious, then you're dead a few minutes later. That's the idea behind it based on this study. Not this one, but I'm sure this one and others, but th this sort of information that has been done through the study. But again, because people aren't just lining up to volunteer themselves to be tested and, and, and have this tested on them and be put to sleep and killed, so they don't truly know. There's ideas based on scientific studies again that this is what will happen, this is what we believe will happen. But the argument, like this gentleman, I say gentleman, but he's a murderer on, on death row, this man, um, Kenneth Eugene Smith, if I didn't say it earlier, Kenneth Eugene Smith, another, another Eugene, Alan Eugene Miller was the other one last year. And now it's Kevin, you, Kenneth Eugene Smith. So him and his lawyers, they basically asked the Alabama Supreme court to reject this execution method that they want to do something else, just like Alan Eugene Miller. Because again, like I said before, they're proclaiming that it is unethical human testing of an unknown execution method last year was supposed to be the first one it didn't happen this is supposed to now be the first one will it happen we don't know we're uncertain at this point it's now in the court's hands right now it, we're in this sort of limbo mode right now of is it going to happen are they going to allow it we still don't know like i said before there are three states in the u.s that do allow this on the books but again it has not occurred yet so we're at this point where it's like there's only one way to find out is to execute somebody. It, I know it sounds very morbid, but let's face it. We have convicts, murderers, 
for whatever reason, are on death row waiting to be executed. Most normal execution methods now here in the U.S. are through lethal injection. That's what they claim is the most humane method now. You get this cocktail put into you through an IV and you fall asleep that way forever. Is that more humane? I, don't, I mean, obviously it's been done enough now that I, I guess it is. They've found that, you know, it just basically puts you down slowly, I guess, calmly. You know, I, I, I've never experienced it, so I, I can't say how it feels. Bad joke? I don't know. But so, yeah, so they're they're trying to use this new method that has been allowed legally in these three states, but it hasn't been performed yet, and they're trying to stop it. So I talked about Alan Eugene Miller, who he was a, a triple homicide back in 1999. He was supposed to be executed last year. It was actually September 22nd of last year. Didn't happen. They had the, the whole failed lethal injection. It's, that's a whole mess, too. Okay, so last year, September 19th, the U.S. District Court for the Middle District of Alabama, I may have discussed this in that episode previously, but they issued a preliminary injunction barring the state from killing Miller by any means other than nitrogen hypoxia, essentially amounting to a stay of execution until the state was ready to administer the new method. Earlier in that month, September of last year, uh, three academics filed a human rights complaint with the United Nations on Miller's behalf regarding Alabama's use of lethal injection, which has been criticized as inhumane for causing excessive suffering, so on and so forth. I, I think I mentioned some of this in that episode last year too. So, so okay, so here's another thing. So uh, um, some people claim that this uh, term nitrogen hypoxia is not considered a real medical term. I mean, hypoxia is a real term. Nitrogen is obviously a real thing, real, real term, but they're putting two, the two together and like, Basically, people are saying that it's not a real medical term, putting nitrogen and hypoxia together and, oh, hypoxia through breathing in nitrogen. But again, it kind of goes back to the whole, it hasn't been tested, hasn't been done on anybody yet. So it's, it, it's not real. It, it, this isn't a real thing. This came from, uh, from an associate professor of anesthesiology, Joel Zivit, out of Emory University, who co-authored uh, this human rights complaint about Alan Eugene Miller. Um, and his quote, one of his quotes is, quote, there is nitrogen gas. That's a real thing. There is hypoxia. That means low oxygen. Again, this is a quote coming from Zivit. The quote continues, but nitrogen hypoxia is a made up two word expression meant to sound like you're on the bridge of the Starship Enterprise. Okay, whatever. Um, he says this referring to the spaceship Star, Star, Star Trek of the sh spaceship Star Trek fame. Excuse me. Can't speak. Um, instead, Zivit actually recommended calling the procedure nitrogen gas execution. I, I guess that does make sense in, in that term as far as just what to call it, because then it, it's out there right, right in front, right, right out in front of you. Nitrogen gas execution. You're being executed through nitrogen gas, the use of nitrogen gas, you're breathing in. So I, I can get that for the humanitarian side of what to call it. But I mean, honestly, nitrogen hypoxia? It has a nice ring to it, not going to lie. It sounds official to me because it is two things that are legit. Again, like he said, nitrogen is a real thing. It's a gas. It's an element. Hypoxia is a real thing. I mean, even his quote, he says, nitrogen is a real thing. It's gas. Hypoxia, it's a real thing, meaning low oxygen. Nitrogen, gas, hypoxia, low oxygen. It makes sense. Honestly, I, I, think, it, I think it works. I don't have an issue with it personally, but hey. That's just me. That's my opinion. And you know what they say about opinions. But yeah, so that's that's what it is. That's where it's at right now. It's still in this 
whole limbo thing of is it humane is it right should we do this can we do this again i'm beating that dead horse it hasn't been performed yet so they don't know the end results and the thing that that comes to my mind um like reading that thing from the anesthesiologist excuse me the professor of anesthesiology is uh it, it kind of makes me think of like like going into surgery i've had surgery myself i've i've been put to sleep for for a major surgery they have to be very conscious of you as the individual um your physical size both in your height uh your weight um they have to consider whether you're a male or female so the anesthesiologist when they're doing all of that they have to take that into consideration and calculate for your physical size what you are who you are uh, i remember before going into it almost like getting a physical like they're measuring me and weighing me and, and checking all this stuff. And, and the doctor was like, this is for the anesthesiologist. So they can know how much they need to give you when we put you under. Cause if they give you too much, bye-bye, you're gone. If they give you too little, you're going to be awake or you're going to wake up during the procedure and you don't want that. So they have to find that balance of based on historical evidence using anesthesio anesthesiology <laughs> to put people under for surgeries all this past history there's so much evidence and history of it that they know okay a person of this size of this build of this health male or female if we give them this much it will put them at this point and of course they're monitoring you during surgery they're monitoring your your heartbeat your respiration all that sort of stuff to keep you in that that sweet spot basically yeah it's kind of like that the goldilocks zone right like like of planets in the Goldilocks zone of just not too cold, not too hot, all that kind of stuff, right? They got to find that sweet spot, like I said, because they don't want to kill you and they don't want you coming to or waking up or, or feeling the whole thing, anything like that. You may have heard horror stories of that. I've heard about that of people like waking up in the middle of surgery. And it's like, hey, doc, what's up? You done? You're supposed to be asleep. You're supposed to be under. So I, you know, I've experienced that. Like I said, I, I've had surgery where I've been put under. And the anesthesiologist and the surgeon, like they had an interview with me before. And like I said, it was almost like a physical. They're asking me questions. They're weighing me. They're measuring me. You know, they're asking me about, like, they asked me about, like, like, like how, how much I exercise, stuff like that. And they're looking at my weight and like everything. And it's so that that anesthesiologist during this, the procedure can get it just right. So I think it's kind of that same thing too, that there's, there's just not that history of this nitrogen hypoxia where with, like I said, anesthesia when you're being put under for surgery, there's, it's been used for so long now, there's that really long history of, okay, we know that this is how it works. We know that if we give this person this much, we can keep them under for this long and we can continue to give them the IV drip to keep them under for this long, however long the procedure is going to be. My procedure, for example, was like I was under for like an hour and a half total. And it feels like a little five minute nap, like, like the greatest five minute nap I ever had. You wake up just feeling fantastic, a little nauseous afterwards, but I wasn't too terrible, but yeah, you wake up like, Oh, I feel great. And then of course later everything sets in after the, the surgery, all the pain of them cutting you open, all that stuff, everything they do. But, but that, that's not, that's not the point. That's not what we're talking about. So yeah, I think that's a big thing. Uh, like I mentioned is that with this nitrogen hypoxia, it's an unknown. There's no history to it. Yes, we have the science that we can lean on and say, look, this is what nitrogen is. This is what it does. This is what science tells us that it does to the human body based on how our 
human body works, how we breathe, how we filter. This is what it should do if we give you so much, you know, should should make you go under and, and take that long forever dirt nap. So that's the idea. But like I said, it's just, I think that's the big thing I, th- I think is what's holding everybody back is that unknown. It hasn't been done. It hasn't been performed. Yes, it's mathematically, scientifically, all that. It says this is how it should work. But if, there's that, just that question of the unknown of, of will it work as advertised? I, I think that's the big scare behind it. And I, I get it. Yes, this person's a, a, a convict, and they're on death row to be executed. They obviously had their chance. They, they've been put there. They're in line to get executed. It sucks. They are human. I'm not going to go into his history. I did when I was doing this research. I looked into what he did. It's heinous, of course. But at the same time, I get it. It's like he's he knows he's going to get executed. He knows he's going to be killed. But he doesn't want to be that lab rat. And that, that's what him and his lawyer are getting at. So we, we don't want to be the first one for this experiment. I, I, I use the term experiment kind of loosely. For me, even just a simple little research on this, it seems like the science is pretty sound on how it would work. But once again, there is that unknown. And that's what they're leaning on, him and his lawyer, of that unknown. Of, hey, we don't know what's going to happen. It's never been done. You don't know what's going to happen. Why should I have to face this? This unknown. I know I'm going to get executed, but why should I be the one to have this method used first when we don't truly know what will happen? Me personally, again, opinion here, but I'm just going to put it out there. Based on what I've looked at again with my research, I would assume it'll work just fine based on how nitrogen works, based on the jobs I've had before where we've had nitrogen in our facility and the things that I've been trained on. If you huff a nitrogen, long enough in the right amount, you're going to die. Is it going to be painful? Is it going to be unpainful? Is it going to be calming? I, I I don't know. And that, again, that's the thing that it's like, even some of this re- research I found, they said that there's like, you know, I don't, there's no firsthand accounts because I haven't found any, you know, I mean, even with my research, but they claim that you can experience things such as uh, dizziness, nausea, upset stomach, headaches, things like that. And I guess that's probably coming from people that might have been exposed to higher than normal amounts, but obviously not to the point of dying. So is that stuff they're concerned about? Like you're about to get executed. Like, are you worried about having a headache and having some nausea and and dizziness? Like, is that really the issue? Is that a part of it? I don't personally, I don't really see that being a problem. Like you're about to get executed. it reminds me of the old, uh, I think it was Robin Williams had a joke um, on his live standup about uh, lethal injection, about like that last, like you're getting a, a needle in you and they give you the alcohol swab in your skin, right? It's like, okay, you're about to execute me. Yeah, let's worry about giving me an infection right before you're about to kill me. Kind of like, what's the point? Like, I get it's it's practice, right? It's common practice that you out of habit but he had this joke I, I don't remember it verbatim but that was the idea of like i'm about to get killed by lethal injection you're giving me an alcohol swab to clean my arm to clean before you stick needle in my vein what's the point so for me personally it's like well you're gonna kill him by nitrogen hypoxia just do it get it over with if they get a headache or get nauseous or get dizzy well are any of us really gonna know because they're gonna die you know we're probably not gonna know that oh i've got a headache 
can you give me some ibuprofen before you kill me off here? I know, it, again, it might sound kind of morbid and bad of me to say that, but let's face it, that's it's probably going to be part of it, right? What do people face when they get lethal injection? Do they go through symptoms like that before they go under? I, again, we don't know. We, we can't ask them because they're dead. I would assume that's a part of it, the whole big argument of it. But again, it's just that whole ethical thing. So uh, I feel like I rambled on enough and probably rambled a little bit more than I wanted to. But again, I saw this headline and it just it reminded me of that, uh, the execution from last year that was failed with Alan, Alan Eugene Miller and uh, just brought it to my my mind again. And I just thought it'd be neat to talk about it a little bit more and, and this person. If you want to look into it more, you can certainly check it out. Um, Alabama Supreme Court, they're the ones that are, are dealing with this. It was actually filed uh, last Friday, which was September 22nd. So actually a, a year to date, actually, from uh, Alan Eugene Miller's uh, execution last year, September 22nd. Uh, kind of funny, interesting. Same middle name, same state, basically the same thing. They're trying to kill him by the same method and exactly a year apart. But anyways, uh, this guy's name is Kenneth Eugene Smith. Uh, they asked Alabama Supreme Court to, to reject this. So, yeah, if you want to know more, more about it, you can check it out. I'm sure you could look up nitrogen hypoxia. As soon as I typed in those words, the different search engines, I like to look for stuff. That's all that kept coming up was, was stories related to this execution here. Uh, this guy, this again, Kenneth Eugene Smith and the Alabama Supreme Court. It all kept popping up, stuff like that. So there's certainly plenty out there if you want to look into it more. Yeah, there's a lot to it. it I read a lot of stuff about him and about what he did and what's going on in this whole deal with the Supreme Court right now and their filing that they did with his lawyer and everything. It, there's it. There's a lot to it. So, anyways, just wanted to talk about that. Hopefully, I didn't bore you too much. Um, again, I do have some more episodes coming. I've got my uh, infamous serial killers episode still more to come. Uh, again, it's going to be October soon. We can do some more October episodes. Friday the thirteenth is coming up. Hopefully I can do uh, some more on that. I did mention that earlier this year that I'd try to do some more on that. Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. I love Halloween. I love this time of year. I love the fall. I love when it, the, the weather starts to get a little cooler. It's really nice out. Um, the pumpkin spice, all that stuff, I don't really care about, whatever. Yeah, go enjoy your pumpkin spice if you, if you do. But yeah, this time of year, I love, I love this season, fall. I love when it starts to cool down a little bit, but not crazy cold. Especially here where I live in New Mexico, we have beautiful weather. This time of year, it's fantastic. If you enjoy beer, you got Oktoberfest beers all over the place now, which are my absolute favorite. I love Oktoberfest beers. If if you want to, if you ever want to sit down and have a beer with me, Oktoberfest this time of year. That oh yeah, it, any of them. I love Oktoberfest beer. So, but yeah, so that's coming up. Some Halloween episodes. Uh, maybe I'll do some more spooky stuff going into, into the uh, later into the year as well too. So just kind of along those lines of Halloween and things like that. So it's a good time of the year for that, right? Going into fall. Do some more of the, the spooky stuff. You know, you tend to see more movies come out this time of year, like the horror movies on coming out. There's uh, the new uh, Exorcist one coming out. That looks pretty pretty scary. The original one's great. So, yes. Anyways, find me on Instagram, Our Weird World, Facebook, Our Weird World. If you want to reach out, say hi, send me something, suggestion, comment, complaint, whatever. You can find me the best way through email is Our Weird World Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I'm all, I also have the uh, podcast now on YouTube. I've had it on there for a while now. Um, so you can find it on there as well if you want to listen to the episodes. But yeah, it, it should be pretty much available wherever you find your podcast. So yeah, thanks a lot. Enjoy your fall. And until next time, uh, 
yeah, stay safe and we'll catch you later.